You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast. This week's artist, Led Zeppelin. Now it's time to travel over the hills and far away, because you're going to California to see your hosts, Rob Heitman and Jacob Newkirk. Hey, Jake, what's going on? Hey. Yeah, well, we're over the hills and far away, and here we are uh, doing a, another Dirty Dozen Podcast. Ah, so real quick before we get going, uh, welcome to the cast, everybody, and we're really thankful for everybody who's listened. Mm-hmm. Couple shout outs to people on the Facebook page who got involved. Uh, uh, Jeff Stewart, you know, I, I, my answer to your your thing is I feel you. I, uh, good times, bad times was really good for me too, and uh, I understand getting lost in that. And Alan Campbell, actually, he went well beyond his comments, uh, so. We'll get to that later. And Elizabeth von Bush, great Zep knowledge. Mm-hmm. Who knew? <laughs> but uh, and you're the only one uh, of the people who replied who had the correct answer. By the way, okay. Uh, anyway, and Alex Hennen uh, had our first beer suggestion, so we have it here today. And let's take a look at what we're drinking. It's California Creamin', uh, which is uh, kind of appropriate for Led Zeppelin because uh, that was uh, one of Robert Plant's favorite pastimes when he visited yeah. California. Creamin. <laughs> yeah. California Creamin. It should be a song. <laughs> but uh, I have no idea what this is going to taste like. It's uh, uh, it's from Mother Earth uh, Brew Company. Uh, it's a vanilla bean beer. So hmm. let's give it a try. Better not, better not be a sissy beer, Alex. Yeah, we'll find out. Oh, it definitely tastes vanilla. Mm. Uh, it doesn't taste bad, though. So, Jake. Mm-hmm. As you take that sip, I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> Tell me about uh, Led Zeppelin and how you first got into Zeppelin, how you oh, first man. heard of them. It's one of those things as a kid, you just hear it and you can't even pinpoint where because you just kind of grow up with it. But I remember um, my aunt and uncle, my mom, we'd go camping just in the car. It was just always on the radio. So uh, it just kind of was ingrained in, in my uh, my history of music. And then I... As so your older, family your family was into Zeppelin? Yeah, yeah. My mom and... Yeah, especially my uncle. He had a lot of the cool, like, um, Skinner. Like, we'd always listen to some good stuff. So... Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I had good exposure to that. So whenever, you know, you, you My parents listen up, to Kenny Rogers. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> bit of that also, too. But um, when you go back and kind of uh, pull out the things you loved as a kid that you heard and then you revisit it and kind of explore it, then it's, it's cool. So, yeah. I first got into it I, when I first started playing guitar at like eight years old. I didn't really get into them right away, but if you're a guitar player and you're starting off, you're going to learn Stairway pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I did that, and you know, I got in the Zeppelin four first, I think, which is kind of weird. And then I one and two in like high school, and three. It actually took me a while to get into, but yeah. I really like it now. It's a different album, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, kind of folky. My first CD I ever got was Led Zeppelin Physical Graffiti. Oh, really? And I played the heck out of it, and I actually played the heck out of side one because it was still a two CD. I don't know why they needed two CDs, but but it was a two CD set because they probably just took the album and did it. So the first side, I was all over. I listened to the second side too, but the first side I was really in love with. And you may hear that later. And I played in bands. You know, we covered a lot of the stuff. Like, uh, and when I was in college, we did Over the Hills and Far Away and uh, Killing Floor. Which is actually the le- very much like the Lemon song, yeah. and maybe we'll play a little of that later, and so you can see the difference. But uh, and I saw Plant on uh, the Manic Nirvana tour when he was doing his solo stuff, and mm, he played yeah. uh, Going to California. He played uh, 
hey, hey, what can I do? And a couple of yeah, things. he'd do a couple of Zeppelin songs. Yeah, so it was it, it was fun, and I really liked the Plant Solo album, at least the Manic Nirvana that one. One quick thing that Alan uh, Campbell did that I think we need to share right here is that uh, Alan sent in a, an audio uh, about his first Zeppelin experience and. And uh, the difference is he was there when they broke. And both of us were a little younger, and we weren't. So uh, let's just listen to Alan here for a minute. And uh, he did a decent job. He just sent it in. So if you guys ever want to send stuff in, it'll get on It'll get on the podcast. It just can't suck. Yeah, and it can't suck, <laughs> and it can't be like 10 minutes long. Uh, this is like a, just over a minute, so it's probably okay. I was in my first year of high school when the first Led Zeppelin album dropped in early 1969. The opening track, Good Times, Bad Times, was released as a single, but it never came close to charting in the top 40, so I got very little airplay on AM radio, which was still king at the time. And by the end of that spring semester in June, a lot of us kids had still never heard of Led Zeppelin. In the last few days of that semester, when finals were over and there was no schoolwork left to do, there was nothing to do in class. In one of my classes, though, the teacher had a record player in her classroom, so one of the students asked if we could bring in records and listen to them to pass the time, and she said okay. So one of the hip kids brings in that first Zepp album, and we listen to it in class. I heard the first Led Zeppelin album for the first time in class in high school, and I was totally blown away. I had never heard anything quite like that before, and as soon as I had the money, I bought it. Now putting this into context, the so-called British Invasion had come several years prior so with bands like the Beatles, the Stones, the Kinks, and some really good American bands as well, edgy sounding guitar rock was mainstream by that time, but this was a total departure from anything that had come before. In the world of rock music, in a similar way to what the Beatles had done five years earlier, the music of Led Zeppelin literally changed everything. Now, that's the bar is set pretty high, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, you don't have to be that professional when you send stuff in, but... It's really interesting because when, when we're thinking about it, we're thinking about it post all these albums are already out. But I can imagine when you're listening to the Beatles or stuff like that, which is great music and Rolling Stones sure. and, yeah. and all of a sudden Zeppelin drops out of nowhere. And this is back when people had albums all the time. And I, I have a bunch of the Zeppelin actually on the LP. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, because it was, I mean, everyone, everyone was doing blues rock, but this had like a heavy handed blues feel and it, was, it would swing with groove. And I felt like that would, it was just setting it apart from a lot of what the other acts were doing. Yeah, it was amazing. And just some of the, the leaps they took. And they say Zeppelin 1 was recorded in, what, 30 hours? That's it. Mm -hmm. Because Page wasn't signed when he made it. And he was just out there and they, he got studio time and he was a session guy. Yeah. And he was just coming off the Yardbirds. And they sold it, and they were off, right? One of the cool things I did when I was going through this, I, I tend to read a lot of music, books, and stuff. And as I was getting prepared for this, I read the latest book uh, about Jimmy Page, which is called Light and Shade. And the, the one thing I really drew from that was that I didn't actually realize that, you know, his main Les Paul won his, you know, the epic. If you think of Page, you think of that guitar. Les Paul, yeah. Right. And he really started on Zep 2, I guess. But he, you, know where he, you know who he bought that from? Hmm. Joe Walsh. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I never knew that, that was Joe Walsh's guitar. That, That's my favorite eagle. That yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that Page brought. He wasn't an eagle back then, but that was one of the things, and you know, a couple of minor things that that I kind of went through some of these facts, and hmm. that I I didn't realize that John Paul Jones's name was actually John Baldwin in the day, and you know, obviously John Paul Jones sounds pretty 
uh, like a buccaneer. Wasn't there like a, no, that's a long John Silvers? <laughs> Sounds like a pope to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's a fantastic musician and oh, one man, of the yeah. best ever. Um, does everything and uh, and the fact that they didn't call it lead. The reason it wasn't spelled L E D L E A D like lead mm-hmm. is because. Paige said, Americans will pronounce it lead. lead yeah. <laughs> so let's just make <laughs> sure they don't do that. <laughs> so, That's nice of them to dumb it down for us. Huh? Hey, you know. And, and another thing I wasn't aware of is, oh my God, the best band of all time argument on the internet is crazy. Every Zeppelin site that I went to, there was like a troll war going on with the Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles are the best ever. No, Zeppelin's the best ever. And oh, it's, it's just kind of funny. Because <laughs> we know it's Zeppelin. Of course it is, yeah. Of, of those two, but let's not let's not start another war. But if you want to, that's fine, because we'll win. <laughs> send send hate mail. Oh, and the other really cool thing, and as a guitar player, this is like, oh, can I do this? There was a story about Paige going over to Eric Clapton's place, and he saw he had like all these guitars, a ton of them, and he's like, how? Wow! How how do you have all this stuff? It's like you know he probably said something British. Uh, I, <laughs> probably bangers and mash how do you have so much stuff uh, <laughs> but but clapton said that they're all tax deductible because that's what he does for a living oh, and yeah. i'm like how much do i have to make as a yeah. musician to write off every guitar <laughs> thing that i ever get so anyway that, we'll that look was... that up later <laughs> so uh, real quick what are you thinking of the the california cream so far it's good um We'll see after this first one. You know, it's that kind of thing where it'll taste good at first. Like, okay, that that's good, but maybe I need to change it up. But yeah. so far, uh, it's a thumbs up. Yeah, it, it has some weird, like, it, it does taste, you really taste the cream on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it tastes like a cream ale. And when it's, it's kind of cold out, Christmas season, this kind of is fitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. It's not an eggnog lager. Right. We need an eggnog lager. Oh, yeah, that, I don't know. No, that would be bad. <laughs> you get eggnog, you put your own liquor in it, and mm-hmm. then you're good. All right. Let's start annoying people. The, the crazy thing, before we get started with going through our Dirty Dozen, is Led Zeppelin, I could pick a random song on every album before Physical Graffiti. I can pick 12, and I can probably make an argument for those 12, just randomly. Mm-hmm. So, because they're so good. And, yeah, this was difficult. And I, I apologize if there's a song that you love that we're not going to say was their top 12. <laughs> Al- although you were wrong, there's an argument to be made for those songs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, why don't we start with Zeppelin 1. Any Zeppelin 1 songs yeah. on your top 12? Like Alan said, that opening track, Good Times, Bad Times, it's probably the best song to introduce who Zeppelin was. As a drummer, I think Bonham, with, he had that like innovative single pedal doing the, the double kick on the triplets and everything, which was you know blowing everyone's mind there if you're paying attention. But yeah, when you think of, of a song to introduce Zeppelin, that one's, that one's it. Yeah, and Paige started actually, like in that song, he started to actually innovate right off the bat. Like he was passing his guitar through a lovely speaker in that song mm-hmm. to create that little swirling effect. And it, it's amazing. If you guys listen to this stuff on... You know, on speakers in your house, take the time to get a good set of headphones, like a studio headphones or something's good. If you listen to this stuff, it's so it's such a big difference from your iPods and stuff like that. But like over the year, like big time speakers, sit down and just listen to some of the stuff. It's just amazing. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, maybe not in the the first album, but I know in in two there was a lot of stereo panning going on. And if you're 
listening headphones, you're really getting that full experience. And I mean, when I first listened to Good Times, Bad Times, it sounded like Bonham was using like you know a double bass, but he's not. Yeah, exactly. He's and just, just so bombastic that kick. It's just yeah, his sound was amazing. Let me uh, let me find it here. Good times, bad times. It actually didn't make my list. It was really hard and it didn't. Boo. I know, I know. I, I, I wish it did, but it, <laughs> as I said, argument for everything. Sure. And Jake is over one. <laughs> <laughs> no, right there already. It's, it's cowbell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. It, <laughs> It, it, it's amazing. So uh, anyway, let's, let's just continue just for a quick sec. And you can really hear that. The, 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 yeah. the, the bass drum. It's amazing that it, it, it was not double bass. Just a mm-hmm. fantastic drummer. Mm-hmm. Are we good with good times, bad times? Anything else? You're good? Um, there was there's three more that almost made my cut but that's the only one on that album that i picked just to make room for others yeah well for me <laughs> i i had communication breakdown on there for a second yeah, that almost but then it. i took it off babe i'm gonna leave you thought about it yeah, that almost made mine and the one i went with was dazed and confused yeah that's the the th- you just listened to three that almost made mine so yeah and dazed and confused page. it's really interesting uh i'm gonna play a song and this goes into some Zeppelin issues that we have. Uh, and this is something that you may not have heard. Zeppelin, well, actually when they were in the Yardbirds, when, when Paige was in the Yardbirds, this guy opened up for him called Jake Holmes. And he had this song called Dazed and Confused. Uh. And uh, there's always been some sort of concern that it was kind of a ripoff on him. Uh, I don't know that it was, but I'm going to play just a little bit. Of it, I'm gonna put the, the the Holmes version here if I can find it. You may, you may be able to, it may sound familiar. Clearly, it's nothing like the the Zeppelin song. I've never heard that. <laughs> is, is that pretty amazing, though? Wow! That it's, it's it's pretty. He changed the words. You know, there was no cat yeah. in, the, in the plant lyrics, but it's it's so similar. And that's what Zeppelin did. And I guess it was more normal. That's the biggest uh, criticism I think the band has received is just the the claims of plagiarism. And like you said, though, I mean, a lot of it they're just redoing old blues tunes that probably are uh, public domain anyway. But yeah, let's play the real one because it's freaking amazing and as a guitar player the stuff he does and just uh, every time you hear it it's different every version i've heard is different i'm gonna go with the main one off of zeppelin one but i'm gonna Real quick, it's just you can you can hear it. It sounds it's pretty much identical to, to mm. that other version, but but it, and Plank comes in and oh, it's so good. Yeah. So long, it's not true. One minute, one. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, we're going to have to stop there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I can listen to that song, and, and it's like however many, many minutes long that song is. It's forever, but it's what it's still another you know seven minute song, right? So uh, I can listen to that whole thing all easy, easy. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad you picked it because I didn't make my list, but it should have been on here. Oh, and the other, I guess I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about one other one that 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 they had an issue kind of with, not an issue, but somebody else did, and it doesn't sound anything. It's not like the Holmes thing. The Babe I'm Gonna Leave You is on there, and uh, I kind of want to play you just for a second. Mm-hmm. This is Joan Baez in, like, 62. It sounds different, though. But you can, you can, a lot of this is like, people just love these classic songs and, uh, right. you know, and they're like, hey, let's, that sounds great. And, you know, it's. Do their own version of it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't have a problem with that mm-hmm. one at all. But yeah. So that's uh, Zeppelin 1. And I apologize if we missed one, your favorite song. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> on Zeppelin 1. You it's know, hard. there's a ton on there. So. Yeah, it's hard. Okay. Uh, Zeppelin 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, this sounds weird because it came out less than a year right and later and it was the same year i think in 69 yeah they actually recorded it uh on the road oh yeah yeah okay. so it's kind of cool um that doesn't happen nowadays i mean no no many years in between but i guess you could with a bus now you can just have your, yeah, your laptop and whatever but yeah but... um there was a, a lot of songs probably six of them that i was considering but again i only picked one off this album and it's ramble on that bass line on this song is just carries the whole thing for me and it's kind of the goofy tolkien inspired lyrics but it still just sounds super cool and it's it's always been one of my favorites i'm surprised you only have one on this album me too really but ramble on's on mine as well yeah. and ramble on is just fantastic the, the acoustic going with the electric and they pan the solos left and right they mm-hmm. did a bunch of things that are really cool right and, great headphones and the headphones album. one the spinning at the end that was like yeah I never really got that when I'm listening to a stereo speaker because it's just going back and forth and you don't get it. Yeah. But you put headphones on, it's, it's like circling around you. It's You feel that the Robert Plant's vocals just spinning around you. And, you know, I guess it's the, the you know, the Tolkien type of thing they did there. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, I love this song. And that bass line. Do you realize that he, he wasn't just playing drums on this? He's like hitting like a guitar case or uh, some. Is that what that was? Yeah. I always wondered. It was like yeah, is it some yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. It's like a garbage can or dead like tom a, or something or, yeah. or a guitar case. He's just like hitting on a. What a freak! It's great though, and it's like Page have the balls to record that, you know. But it's it's so important to the song now. I mean. I'm going to jump to my favorite part of the well, song. So. When I play this song, it's just on my dashboard, not not a guitar case. There you go. <laughs> you don't play it on a cajon? You know? <laughs> okay, right, there you go. Okay, here's my favorite part of this. Yeah. 
baseline, man. One of the that's another one of the songs. John Paul like, Jones is the man. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, you know he it's just with every you know, everything he does is yep. fantastic. I had to throw on, and once again, I looked at this as like my ultimate set, mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, my ultimate what I'm listening to now or mm-hmm. anything like that. Uh, so I had to throw a whole lot of love on there. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's it kind of gives that live band feel right from the beginning, you know, and it's you got the hooks, got the yeah, and that riff. I mean, come on, it's classic. As yeah. a guitar player, everyone wants to play that song, right? And and also, there's another one where you listen to, and it's you get that spacey, vibe, yeah, spacey with that and the theremin, yeah, going and, on and you and get the... everything going. They still they do this circular thing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like all these kids are getting into like. 3D music now, and it was done a long time ago. <laughs> oh, the really cool thing is that this is like the first backwards echo that he uses, and it was actually an accident, supposedly. At least that's what Kramer said. Eddie Kramer was their engineer, mm-hmm. and he said they, they they had this part that they couldn't get fixed. So that what they did is they tried to make it work, and they had it. They flipped the tape over, and they oh. tried to do something, and so he has that forward echo. Before okay. it actually, he sings it. It comes on beforehand. Yeah, so cool. it's, it's actually really cool. So uh, I'll give you. We all know this. I'm just gonna play like the first twenty seconds of it. I love to just go into the guitar solo because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is this whole all his lyrics that Plant came out with for this. He took it from like a Muddy Waters song and a Willie Dixon song mm. called "You Need Love." You know, it was like because Muddy Waters, I think he said, it had like, "I ain't fooling, you need schooling, mm. baby, you need cooling, woman way down inside, and all that stuff." It's it's part from that lyric. It's all uh, that blues influence. Yeah. It's, it's really cool, and, and we're not gonna go through that right now. But I'll I'll give you just a little bit more. a lot of love i don't have anything else on two i could have been a, a billion of them Easy. heartbreaker you know as a guitar player yeah kind of even though to it's throw a sloppy guitar solo yeah it is it's, it, but it, it was the way it was back then it was yeah. like yeah let's just go it, play yeah. and it's, it's not all deal. thought out and mm-hmm. it's just more like hey here's what i'm gonna do and go with it yeah and i'll, I'll play it and then we'll go into living love and made yeah they gotta go together yeah yeah, yeah. I, actually, Maybe that's a problem if you picked that you would have had to pick those both together and you would have had only uh, 10 other songs yeah no 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 i got you so zeppelin three what do you got i wrestled with it and i didn't actually pick any from here although there's like six that i thought of um this one is a special album though because it's the departure from kind of that heavy direction they did and went more acoustic kind of appalachian folk style so um I, I like it, but yeah, there's just when I when it came down to picking my top twelve, this just didn't make any cuts. I actually have two. Okay, immigrant song. Yeah, that's like the only heavy song on. The yeah, the heavy song, and, and, and you know, it came back into my forefront when I was watching the Ragnarok movie. Oh yeah, I think I sent you the clip for that. Yeah, we watched. I was like, they had like Thor's at the end, and yeah, know, it's a killer tune, and, and it's all yeah. about Iceland, and it's all about you know, hammer of the gods, hammer of the gods, yeah. and you know, it kind of plays right into that, mm-hmm. and. 
you know, Valhalla, I am coming and all that sort you know, of thing. What's weird about that track too is like that weird hiss at the beginning too. Like they they kind of let things go back then in as far as production of, of maybe things that we would analyze and in like a race but now it's just it's kind of yeah you let it let the track be yeah he did on purpose it was like mm. an echo unit i think that it, yeah and the, it the, kind of counted in the the track other one and this one is just an amazing groove with plant gallows pole mm-hmm. uh and it just keeps speeding up and i know it's yeah. a drummer that probably pisses you off but uh you no, know no. but it's just that the constant moving it's like you don't see the the, yeah. the tempo changes like that. And, it, and it builds too and there's like there's, oh, so there's layers where it's adding different stringed instruments there's like uh, mandolin banjo in there it's kind of it's a really really cool song and even when um, Page and Plant did their kind of reunion thing together in the 90s, I forget when it was, I remember them doing that on MTV Unplugged or something and being blown away at that version. But And there's a there's a banjo on it? And there's a mandolin. Yeah. The yeah. John Paul Jones actually plays the mandolin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Jimmy Page plays the Yeah, that's what I mean. Banjo. Like, this album got real folky. You could tell. I mean, they obviously had that influence, but they kind of explored it more on this album. I'm going to... Go into yeah, because it bit. takes so long to kind of develop. It would almost have made sense if this would have been a, a Tolkien song, too. It kind of has that yeah. vibe. These are more lyrics that he ripped off, too, from another another song. Yeah, I think it was like Gallus Pole. From, mm-hmm. I think Lead Belly played it, but it was, mm-hmm. it's a traditional song. Lots of song. people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's that banjo. <laughs> sorry i had some of that cream and just come back up oh, <laughs> it's, it's really good though uh that song just i i can't i was when i was going through this whole thing i'm like listen you know i listened to every album straight yeah, through at same. least you know at least once i i kept humming it i'm like mm. i kept coming back to it. i'm like i have to put gallus pole on my list there's other songs i like on this album you know out on the tiles uh, friends yeah that's a good one too tangerine i like a lot too yeah how about Since I've Been Loving You? That's a great blues tune. That yeah, and Bruno Strong. And the Hammond organ on there, and that's, again, John Paul Jones. Yep. All of it's good. Mm. So uh, let's start with a, a little thing called what people call Zeppelin Four or Zoso or whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, just starting from the top. I mean, this album really, if you played it for someone, they'd think it's like a greatest hits album because it's just from start to finish. It's just, you know, the whole thing. But uh, Black Dog. Is gonna be the first pick off this album, and I have oh, really? three of them. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I did not go with Black Dog. It's just that a killer groove song feel. There's weird timing on there, um, you know, the exchange between the guitar and then the vocal going back and forth. So it's hard to play along to, but um, yeah, I, I just really love this song. Yeah, he did a lot of overdubs on this page. He actually went 
in through like a universal audio limiter preamp. So we actually mm. went straight in. There was no amps. Oh, nice. So it was kind of interesting. Mm. You know, it's kind of like, you know, before Helix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let me get it up. Hold on a second. I think everybody pretty much knows the intro. Yeah, that intro. Just, you know, it's coming. cool laid back uh drum groove that yeah. bonham does over that and, and and i love his solo in that and all of it's good mm. he does that like you know it just kind of kicks it it's just it's great i'll take the easy one because i want you to <laughs> i want you to do the the one where something's breaking um i'm gonna do the one that everybody's <laughs> expecting us to do and and for me from my <laughs> point of view I, it's probably one of the first Zeppelin songs I learned on guitar. I think it may have been Communication Breakdown. But when I, anyway, but the one that, that you have to learn as a guitar player, I'm going to go with Stairway. Number one, it, I love the, the telly on the solo, which was kind of different because he had been still using his Les Paul quite a bit. Mm. And he used his Les Paul throughout, but he kind of put in his solo afterward. And he used a, you know, his, he has a super amp. And he brought a telly in for it. And that's oh. why it sounds so different. It oh. sounds set apart. I didn't know that. The controversy with this, so let's just get into a couple of, there's two controversies with this song before we get it, and I'll let you understand it. And then we'll listen to the song. And the, the first thing is the Taurus thing, which is this big lawsuit. Taurus was a band that opened mm-hmm. for, uh, I, or Spirit, whatever. Spirit was the Spirit, band that yeah. Taurus was the song uh, that opened for, for them at one point. It, they say it sounds like it. You know, a lot of the chords, he's arpeggiating chords. The chords are very similar. It's not a weird progression. And this one, well, I'll let you listen to it. And if you buy it, you buy it. If you don't, you don't. I'll let you hear it here, guys. This is Taurus by Spirit. Arpeggiation is somewhat, somewhat close, but you know the vibe. It doesn't. It doesn't go there for me. Yeah, it, it kind of is familiar when you hear it, but it, it, especially the resolve at the end of it, it doesn't do the same thing. Yeah, it's so. like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, oh, wow, stairways on. I, I don't get that mm-hmm. from this song. So. Okay, that's going to put me to sleep. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was the controversy, and Zeppelin ended up winning that one, which is the great thing about that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> this is the interesting thing, the most interesting thing that came out of this, and I had to, tr- I got, to, I got to experiment a little bit on this. It's the back masking stuff. Now, <laughs> back in the olden days, like Page is really into Crowley, and Crowley in like his 1913 book, Magic, which is like book four or whatever, I don't remember. Uh, he says, he actually says that you have to train yourself to think backwards and to actually listen to the phonograph records reversed. He actually spoke on that in this book. And here's what it's supposed to say. And uh, 
let's play the forward part first, and then I'll play the backwards part, and I'll tell you what it's supposed to say. It's just a sprinkling for the May Queen. <laughs> you know, May Queen, whatever. It's like, yeah, come on. Now, this is what they allegedly say going backwards, <laughs> okay? And I took it into logic, and there's something you can do to reverse it. So I copied this section, and then I reversed it just to see what come up. So yeah. on my own, this is not anybody else's. This is me going to Logic, playing reverse, slowing it down just a little bit on reverse. So it's like 80% speed reversed. So you can kind of hear it a little better. But it's supposed to say, here's to my sweet Satan, the one whose little path would make me sad, whose power is Satan. He will, he will give those with him 666. There will, was a tool shed where he will make us suffer sad Satan. <laughs> is really like I always I, I thought it was just sweet Satan like that that's what all I thought it said yeah so wow. so I'm gonna play it backwards and let's see what if you can hear any of it it's it's still disjointed it's backwards so you can hear it let's see if, and then we'll just move on it's such a fantastic <laughs> song though I still listen to it this is just some controversy and I figure you need to know about it It is. It's, it's kind of creepy when you listen to it backwards and you know the backstory. Like a lot of times they're like, oh, this doesn't mean anything. This never happened. And if it was just like Sweet Satan or something, like if you heard something like that in the background. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I'm like, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But, you know, you put the Crowley stuff on it and you put the, you know, the yeah. fact that Paige bought his house. I mean. Right. Yeah. You know, he's had heavy into the, the, sure. the dark arts. And, you know, it happened to be backmasking, which is the same type of thing he said to do. So, it, you know, it's there. You know, it, it bothers me just a slight bit. Just don't listen to it backwards. Yeah, as long as I'm not listening to it backwards, I actually quite listen to that section quite often. I don't know if that's good or, <laughs> good or bad. Yeah, those are kind of, <laughs> when you think about it, silly, stupid lyrics forward, so it would make sense. Uh, and it's interesting, when he, when he actually wrote that plant, he said, I was holding a pencil and paper, and for some reason I was in a bad mood. Then all of a sudden my hand was writing out the words. There's a lady you show all this glitters is gold. I just sat there and looked at the words, and it just leapt out of my seat. Uh. So it's kind of it kind of goes to that. <laughs> just just saying. Yeah. Uh, we got we, we heard that section of of uh, a stairway, so I don't know if we need to hear any more. But no. yeah, I mean, just apart from that, it's an anthemic rock song. It's timeless and perfect. So that's that's the reason why it's oh, such it's a fantastic. hit to this day. Yeah. Uh, let me just you know what I'm gonna play a little bit more of it. Not there. I'm gonna move up. Go go when the drums finally come in. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go even better than that. I'm going to go to the best part of the song. But 
it's so interesting that's the telly there and everything yeah so i want to get just hear the end of it so i had to talk for a second okay here we go <laughs> Anyway, Stairway. We all know it. We all love it. Yeah, and it's one of their best. So, uh, do I have anything else? Yes. Uh, well, you have uh, something else on here. Yeah, too, I, get, so. I get two more, actually. Okay, this, go ahead. Um, I picked Misty Mountain Hop, which is just, uh, whenever it comes on, it's just a fun song. Heavy You're crew. just a Tolkien fan, aren't you? It, is that what it, this is also? <laughs> Another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just feel good. This one just kind of makes you want to shake your butt, you know? Yeah. Um, and again, John Paul Jones on electric piano, playing the multi-instrumentalist guy that he is. But uh, yeah, it's a fun song. Yeah, this was not on mine, but it's, as I said, you could pick songs. And they all should be on it. Mm. So uh, here we go. Here's the, the organ. What do you think I saw? <laughs> oh, I'll let him sing it. <laughs> yeah, Paige was really, uh, I mean, Plant was really into like the whole hippie movement and, yeah. and all that. You can kind of feel people. that. Yeah. Good yeah, team. it was a some some sort of thing in Wales that they had that he's referencing. The Misty Mountains are actually in Wales, so right. so okay. Uh, do you want to go one more? Or yeah, you, last oh. last one on there was my uh, favorite Led Zeppelin song, "When the Levee Breaks." Uh, in my opinion, the heaviest song ever written. Uh, slow, swampy blues feel and the drudging drums with that slap back effect on it, and it's just perfect. yeah, that's on mine too. Yeah, it's, it's it, it can, it has to be really. Yeah. Uh, really quick before we start playing it, I don't know if you've heard this version of it. <laughs> Memphis Minnie was the person who did this uh, initially, so I think it'd be interesting to hear that before we listen to the great song. Anyway, that's where it came from. <laughs> and here's the awesomeness that uh, one of the levee breaks is. And the drums, before we even start, the way that they mic the drums on this song, but oh my gosh, they had in Haley Grange they had that staircase where Paige said he brought the mm. brought the mics far away. And then I think he put a delay on it after that. Yeah. But it was you never heard stuff like that. Right. You listen to like the Beatles and listen to stuff like that, and you never hear drums like that. Yep, good just, uh, experimentation with um, not just the room, but then effects too, just to kind of come up with this cool sound. And also, I think that's point one for Zeppelin over Beatles. I'm just saying. Yep, market. <laughs> It 
it's interesting for me. It's like Paige uses this Dan Electro guitar, which I for some reason it doesn't seem it's not like a high end guitar. He uses this awesome Les Paul through most of it, but on the slide stuff he uses this Dan Electro. Oh really? And yeah, so it's it's interesting that that he'll use it a little on here uh, for the slide guitar part later on. But oh, it's so good, I, just everything about it. Yeah. That, my favorite Zep song for sure. Yeah, it's one of those songs that mm. you know. There's no way you, of the songs that I love. Maybe it's not loved as much by non-Zeppelin fans, but oh my gosh, it's just fantastic. <laughs> okay, uh, anything else or that it? Not from that album, no. Yeah, for me too. I you know there was I had going to California on and off. I had rock and roll, kind of, but oh, I was yeah. like. Just because it's such an iconic song, but I took it off. I had four sticks on, four yeah, sticks that's off. A fun one. Even Battle of Evermore, I love. So it's just yeah, every I really love Battle this. Evermore. Have so, you heard Hart do that that version? They no, yeah. no, Hart Anna, Anna and Nancy Wilson will cover that song, and it's amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah I gotta, gotta check, check it out. out. I wish I knew I would have had it prepped here. <laughs> uh, so uh, next album, Houses of the Holy. Anything? Yeah, I got, uh, again, there's a lot of hits on this one, but I picked two. Um, another really fun, feel-good song is uh, Dancing Days. Kind of reminds me of summer. Cool slinky guitar lick, and uh, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I would not have put that. I, that that's one, I mean, I, it's good, but I don't know. Dancing Days are here again. Yeah. Oh, Maybe it's one of those ones that just kind of brings you back to... Uh, a time or something. Here we go with uh, Dancing Days. But what's is it? What what is it that grabs you? It's just a groove. I don't I guess. know, man. Yeah, it just makes you want to okay to move around. Yeah, it, it always reminded me. I don't know. It's I don't know why Bowie jumps out at me for this song. I just don't know why. <laughs> that that makes sense because um, Stone Temple Pilots covered this song, and I know Scott Weiland was a big uh, Bowie fan. Yeah, maybe it's maybe, maybe it's Six Degrees of David Bowie. It probably is. <laughs> <laughs> was uh dancing days uh what else you got i i you said yeah one more yeah one more um this one actually ties with my favorite i said i said when levy breaks is my favorite song but the ocean is also tied up there with my my favorite led zeppelin song yeah the ocean i have on mine too such a cool song fun to play um cool like tug of war with the guitar lick and the beat it's happening and um yeah the ending there's like a doo-wop ending at the the punches in the end but yeah the coolest part of this song that i love is one minute and 37 seconds in. If you ever have, take a chance and listen to that, you can hear the phone ringing in the studio. Really? I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those weird... Let me see if I can get it to it. Oh, you're going to ruin it for me now. Oh, sorry. No, but it, but it's, it's, it goes back to the days where that's what it was. You know what I mean? It's like... Was... Okay, I'm going to go to 134, and then we can listen. It's at 137, so it'll be coming, and then the second ring will be at 141.
once again, maybe it's just you can hear it more on the on, on headphones. It, you can definitely hear it clear. I can't hear it clear. Well, this is why I can't listen to Since I've Been Loving You because you hear the squeaky bass drum pedal. <laughs> Quit calling out all this stuff and ruining uh, these oh, songs. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's just it's like these awesome things that they have. I love like the the beginning. He's like four already, and now we're steady. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it's supposed to be the ocean is the way Zeppelin sees the fans from the stage. Uh-huh. It's the ocean of all of that. So. Uh, yeah, so l- let's get a little of that without the whole backstory, but <laughs> it's one thirty-seven if you want to listen to it, and you can hear the phone ring. But anyway, let's listen to it regularly. Sorry, I really <laughs> didn't mean to ruin that for anybody. It's 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 my it's on my twelve too. It's fantastic. Good. singing to an ocean so he's not actually mm-hmm. singing to an ocean yeah, he's singing yeah. to the people I hate this copyright stuff I can't play the whole song I had one more on here and just because it was one of those songs we played back when I was I went to University of Arizona me and my buddy, we used to play uh, Over the Hills and Far Away. Mm. So uh, it, it's great, you know, from acoustic to the electric yeah. to back, kind of back and forth yeah. with that. And it's I kind of, yeah, it's just, it, it's one of those songs that I think it evolved from White Summer uh, somewhat, uh, which is a uh, a Yardbird song. But a lot of Zeppelin stuff seems to come through that vibe of White Summer. White Summer is like the most influential Yardbird song, if you ever want to listen to it, on some of the Zeppelin stuff. Especially some of the acoustic stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's play a little bit of Over the Hills and Far Away. Okay, that's the intro. I'm going to scoot ahead quite a bit. You kind of get a vibe for the song. One more. And here we come. I just want to pause here before the electric guitar is going to, just to make sure we can get them. Okay. times you have like an acoustic guitar playing yeah. it's a two guitar thing for the song as opposed to uh most of the other stuff which is just page is a three you know it's just the three instrumentalists but there's an acoustic guitar going the whole time while he's playing mm-hmm. that so it's kind of and they did that so vibe. well yeah yeah. yeah that's a that's a good one it almost made my list but i'm glad you put it in yeah anything else that kind of almost got there i mean um, Dire Maker was, or however you say that one, was uh, kind of on my list. And No Quarter, just because it's, it's yeah. just a great, uh, I mean, it's cool arrangement, seven minute song. The song remains Moody. the same, actually made a run for me, because oh. I, I really like that. And uh, and the grunge, the crunch is, the crunch is. Well, I hate that song. Oh, you hate the crunch? <laughs> really? Okay. All right. Well, that's okay. But it's uh, it's interesting. 
<laughs> so it, it, it's weird how the the things you love about Zeppelin, the, the things that'll just pop out. Like, right. Yeah, I get that. I'm like, I love that song, but I can't put it on. I think there's something on Presence that you know, I actually like some songs on Presence. Yeah, I hate that. I know. A lot of people do. <laughs> there's some songs on there that are really, really good. Uh, but anyway, let's not even go there. We're going mm. to the to my favorite Led Zeppelin album, my first CD, mm. uh, Physical Graffiti, and I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go first here. Yeah, go for it. This first one is one that probably most people wouldn't put on theirs, but as I said, this is my first CD I ever got. I listened to this a lot, and I listened to the whole thing, which means the first song, if I listened to it for five minutes, the song that I heard over and over again was custard pie yeah that's a good one so for me that's that's on my list oh it is good yeah. yay <laughs> yay i mean there is plant playing harmonica there is like a clavinet part there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of things yeah it's groovy on another one of those body moving songs yeah. and as a guitar player i just love that and then you hear hear the Just the musicianship in, in this song. If you mm-hmm. really listen, that's yeah, it's just fantastic. Clavinet just kind of really works in this, and the bass. Oh gosh. Yeah, anyway, I'll give it. just a little bit more. It's funny, like I didn't, I didn't know what custard pie meant, like you know, just l- listening to it initially, you know, and it, it comes back from like you know there was all these old yeah all blind, old blind songs or, filler or uh, you know all these old blues guys, but it's all about custard pie is something that it's a, a female anatomy so, yeah just, anyway just like lemons and yeah the lemons whole and thing, a lot yeah. you know and sometimes when you're you're a young teenager you should get it but for some reason you don't <laughs> so that was me guilty so admitting to something here but I, I got it later on that's what matters I was actually thinking of custard pie I love custard yeah, pie yeah right that's my favorite <laughs> okay what do you got like you said, this one, such a good album. That first disc is perfection. Real dynamic album, but I only had two songs off of this one. So Custard Pie was one, and the next one was In My Time of Dying. That it's, one is one of my favorite Zeppelin yeah, songs, Yeah, totally. 11-minute song, but you don't, it doesn't feel like 11 minutes. Um, I love the dragging blues slide guitar on it, shift gears into the different driving parts and the reverb drums on it. Just uh, oh, it's, it's, such a, a great song. And again, it's like the lyrics are throwback lyrics to old blues songs but it's just like actually it's a throwback it. throwback to uh dylan mm. in 62 do you ever hear that i don't know I, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna pop it on before okay and throw a little dylan on Anyway, but it's, it's it, was he the first? Because I know there's like the oh no no it, it's, this is and, one of the ones that was I think Blind Willie Johnson did it and yeah they had like all the old 
all time. Yeah. That's the trick. If you if you rip off enough people in one song, then they can't all claim you know to be that. No, no, it's it's, it's open source. I mean, we could do totally. my time of dying now, as long as we didn't play it exactly like Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. So let's hear my one of my favorite songs of all time by Zeppelin. And that's all we can play. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna jump up ahead a little. The bit. song just has so many parts. So it's oh, but to... it's uh, it's the vibe. Yep. It's the vibe of it, the song. And it builds and builds. And... Oh, I'm just like, you know, I, I get lost in it. It's so good. I love the pauses that they end up having with it. You know, Always, yeah. They're oh. just kind of doing that tug of war with the beat. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I'm going to fast forward because I just remember another part. <laughs> That was that was it. Drumming along, yeah, I know. It's it's so hard. You know, it's a to... fun part at the very end when he sings "Cough" before it goes in. Cough. cough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, it's it's all good. And yeah. and and John Paul Jones played a fretless bass on that too, so it kind of flowed with. Mm. The, it's amazing how the musicians flowed off each other. Like Paige is playing slide, and and what does Bottom do? Oh, I'll I'll bring out the fretless bass. Yeah, it's amazing. There you go. And, Amazing, just amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about, uh, one song I almost put on here was Houses of the Holy, yeah, which I loved, even though it wasn't on Houses of the Holy, which, the album, which was always weird to me. Well, it wasn't recorded in that previous session, but they didn't, it didn't make the album. How could you name the album? I know that song. Why are you trying to confuse people? With I know the... it's crazy. <laughs> they weren't the only people who did that, but yeah, there's uh, a really good feel good rock tune, though. Yeah, I agree. But the that wasn't on my list. But what was on my list was what if you ask Page and Plant what the best song they ever written mm-hmm. in their whole career, it would come down to Cashmere. Yes, I'm glad you said it. Cause... You know, the Eastern Scale, the for me, Dad Gad. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the way that the meters kind of work together, it, it seemed to me, and I, I saw somebody on the internet, and I apologize, I don't remember who it was, uh, just kind of lay it out. And I said, you know what, that's actually right. It, the instruments are sort of in 3-4. Mm. And the drums are in 4-4. So every 12th measure, they kind of come back. Yeah, and it, it meets up again. Yeah, and it's kind just of fantastic pulls, yeah. Mu- musically. Yeah, because Bonham, he's not overplaying the song. It's very simple. He has some moments where he'll do a fill with that kind of a flange effect on it. But it's very simplistic approach to the whole thing. But And, and it's again, it shows John Paul Jones' kind of composing skills highlighted there. Because he has all the... the um, orchestra like the symphony sounds going behind it and everything and that was all him too so yeah th- this was my favorite song ever for like many years when i was a uh, teenager <laughs> Thank you. 
orchestra is fantastic in it, mm-hmm. just generally. So, uh, I'll, I'll pop up a little further. I can play more. <laughs> I can play just a little more. Let's just, let's just jump ahead. Yeah, the rules are you can't play more than 20 seconds in a row. Here we go. I'm going to play a little bit more. And you can listen to all of this and you can pay Led Zeppelin for it on our Spotify list. Just they, so you know. They need your money. Yes, because we're putting it all on Spotify. So get give the artists the credit. They, you know, they're struggling musicians. <laughs> <laughs> done do you have anything more or is that it yeah i mean there's yeah you know what i i was supposed to uh, houses of the holy actually did make my list so oh did it so. oh okay <laughs> aha i forgot who wrote this list and, that you are making? and cashmere oh and cashmere is on it too these okay. two are on there oh okay, okay i okay. just didn't uh, note yeah. them on my paper yeah okay that's all good no. So House of the Holy, let's let's get a little roll roll of that one. <laughs> no, seriously, that was I was so close to being on my list. And... You know why? Because there's two that we'll get to later that I really wanted to put on here, and I couldn't, and I'll explain why later. But let's let's. Okay. Go um, but yeah, it's for me. I always like just anyway. Yeah. I've always liked that guitar-driven kind of hook thing mm-hmm. in the beginning, and that's why I tend to like all of that stuff. That's why I love like One Vision by Queen. Love the song. It's the guitar, just the, and it's nothing complex. It's just more of the, oh, it's so good. Yeah, right. Yeah, and one. Of, this is another one. It's kind of like the ocean. This is about mm-hmm. their yeah. concert, right? The houses and it of the even holy. feels a lot like that song too. Yeah, yeah. And you can hear the squeak if you put your headphones on. Yeah, and I don't about know three minutes in. Ones. Yeah, yeah. But don't do it; it'll ruin the song. He must have really liked gardening. <laughs> Do you think? Is that it? Is he a, was he a gardener? <laughs> uh, maybe the California cream in that uh, plant like to do so much. Okay. Okay, that's Houses of the Holy, and it's kind of interesting uh, that I am on opening beer three of our six pack, and Jake is done. So he's pretty. No, I got a, Oh, you got a little bit more I left. Half of my third. Because I, I, I kind of felt like I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to step it up. Well, you do more talking, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> I apologize for that. that. I'm just trying to move no, the okay move the train it. along. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta let Jake take the show a little bit. Well, yeah. So that that's your list, right? So that's my list. So that means we didn't pick anything from Presence. I mean, I don't care much for that album. Well, let's let, let's take a second right. before I got to this today in the weeks which ended up being weeks. When I went through everything, 
Presence was one I didn't listen to that much. Yeah, I started going in. I'm like, Achilles' Last Stand, the solo. Mm -hmm. That's a cool tune. It's phenomenal. I think it's one of his best solos. It's three minutes and 41 seconds into the song. The song's over 10 minutes. A billion years old. Well, it's also a... The solo is about a minute and a half long, too. And Nobody's Fault But Mine is a great tune. Also. Nobody's Fault With Mine blew me away. And back then, you had to buy the CD. It wasn't like now where you can just start listening to Spotify yeah, and listening to Apple Music or whatever else you listen to. Or mm-hmm. it, it, You had to actually buy the CDs or have the CD or the album or the LP or the cassette. And Presence I was one of the ones I never really got into because yeah. I didn't have it. But Nobody's Fault But Mine, I think, is one of the best blues songs they ever wrote. But the first one minute and 17 seconds of that song <laughs> is a waste of time. <laughs> so let, let me let me show you just a little taste of the first one minute and 17 seconds. And that's why I didn't make my list. Or, or, it wouldn't have made my list if I could start at one minute and 17 seconds. Good, now start. Yeah, it should have happened. And they keep playing the hook over and over again. Oh, I don't know off the top of my head. (laughs) In case you didn't catch the first time. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's the one that's going to nail me on copyright. (laughs) You played or whatever. But it's funny because with that one riff, Throughout the the song, they they make it complicated, like John Paul Jones and John oh, yeah. Bottom do this weird kind of like exchange. So, it, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're paying attention to all that, it's interesting. But really, the song right, you could have done that in mm-hmm. twenty seconds or thirty seconds, right? right? It's just it's fantastic, and I want to spend more time on it, but I guess we probably shouldn't nah. because it was didn't we didn't it. even pick it. So. We didn't pick it, yeah. <laughs> and Achilles' Last Stand is really good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if you haven't heard Presence in a while and you're into the guitar type of sound, just put down your Greta Van Fleet album <laughs> and pick up Presence, okay? Because <laughs> it's it, it will be new to you. And it's better. That's just saying. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to listen to Zeppelin, listen that to says Zeppelin. a lot. I don't. I don't care for this album, but listen to it before Greta Van. Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> which, 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 I kind of appreciate. I'm not saying I don't appreciate Greta Van Fleet. I'm with you, but yeah. it's God bless it, those kids. You know, it's they're young and they love Zeppelin and they mm-hmm. wanted to do Zeppelin and they mm-hmm. wanted to write their own music and good for them. Yeah. But I think that sometimes that you miss some of the. Especially some of the end stuff that Zeppelin did, although you can skip in through the outdoor for me. I no, know, no, I know no. you like that one. And there's, you know, Fool in the Rain. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It just doesn't feel like Zeppelin. All it's my got that love, cool bottom shuffle. Fool I know, but it doesn't. Yeah, feel all my love is a great tune. It doesn't feel like Zeppelin though. It, in the, it, you in know, the evening has that. It's, it's like a power. It's, it's adult contemporary Zeppelin. Well, there's more good songs on that than Presence. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll give but you, you know which cool. one. Which one I can let you? I'll give you one. You give of me the one. Two. <laughs> oh, one of the two. Do you want to listen to "Fool in the Fool Rain"? In the rain. Fool yeah, in the "Fool in the Rain." Yeah, "Fool in the Rain." Now, Elton John. My drummer's on, on gonna piano. love this song. 
that's the problem. Late Zeppelin didn't sound like Zeppelin. That's so Presence, you can make that argument. Uh, uh, well, I, I also listen to it from a guitar point of view. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, it was just kind of like Ice Cream Man. You know, something. it's also I have a funny story about this album. Is that I was looking on the internet one day and saw that. Um, because, you know, if, if you had the LPs, the actual vinyl, yeah, yeah. there was all these albums had some cool artwork and different tricks. You could, like, spin the thing or there's different things. And this album in particular had that kind of gray paper bag, yeah, okay. brownish feel. And then I was looking through um, the internet and it said that there was actually this surprise um, watercolor trick on in the inner sleeve there if you pulled it out. And I guess they were hoping maybe that someone would spill their bong water on it. And then you would see all these colors come out of it because it's just, it's like a paint by number. Really? So my, I was living with a roommate at the time and he had this album. So I went upstairs and pulled out his, his thing, kind of put a little water on one of the parts and sure enough, some color. Was it bong water? No, I just use regular tap, (laughs) but I, it probably works the same as bong, but yeah, I don't, I didn't know that was a thing and it's kind of cool. Um, just even put the thought into this packaging and, and, and stuff. So if you have that album, go pour some water on it. Yeah, I only have, on, on LP, I only have one. Yeah. I have one, two, and four. Yeah, I have the yeah, the earlier one. I have physical yeah. graffiti too, but it's but I don't have this one. But yeah, I still listen to it on CD because I'm, mm. I'm old school for me, right? <laughs> uh, just for that one. You know, that's when I'll actually pull a CD out still. Mm. Just because I love it. Oh, and the only other thing I wanted to take off of was a 72 song, a, a song they did in 1972, which I heard Plant play again when I saw him live in concert in the 80s, when I said Manic Nirvana, when I was on that. Uh, it's Hey, Hey, What Can I Do mm-hmm. on Coda. Yeah. It's on Coda, Coda here, but it really was actually, it was on like a comp album in 72 uh, for Atlantic. They just did. Yeah. Like, Coda was just a bunch of leftovers. Yeah, anyways. leftovers. Yeah. But hey, hey, what can I do? It's just fantastic. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a couple seconds of it. Okay, that's the best part. <laughs> It's like, you know, hey, hey, what can I do? I got a woman who won't be true. Mm. I got a woman who stays drunk all the time. Classic blues. That's all they they were writing about. You actually have um, the two that I didn't pick because I didn't know if it was fair, but it was off the BBC Sessions. I don't know if you ever had that album. And I first heard um, Traveling Riverside Blues, which is one of my favorites. And The Girl I Love got Long Black Wavy Hair, another kind of cool blues song. But... When I got that album, I heard these two songs I hadn't heard before, and uh, they de- they definitely are up there when when I want to hear some Zep and put on some of my favorite tracks. I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. Plagiarized lyrics. Yeah, it's it, you know Zeppelin, uh, one of the best bands to ever play the blues, if you will. Yeah, you know? some white boys. Yeah, it's it mm-hmm. fantastic, and and you you have it just when you look back at it, and you never get all of those players together again. I mean, 
Obviously, yeah. Bonham never again, but mm. uh, but Page and Bonham and Plant and John Paul Jones, who was really the full glue of Zeppelin. I don't think Zeppelin would be yeah, anything the, the unsung without uh, you know, without John Paul Jones. Mm. Uh, anything Play else? a little snippet of the girl I love, and then I'm out. Okay. <laughs> Stop it for a second. I want to shoot ahead a little bit. Yeah, I love all that hooky stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hooky stuff. It's blues. It's hooky stuff. It's yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, Yeah. I think. uh, Do you like any of the? This is just complete sidebar. Any Mm -hmm. of the solo stuff. Who, Plant? Well, Plant or Page? I do. Um, I actually have John Paul Jones solo album Zuma, which is really interesting if you ever want to listen to that one. Oh, cool. Um, he's done a lot of work with like Diamanda Gallus and uh, some some weird artists. If you like travel through, and he did that thing with um, with them Crooked Vultures. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they're all really good. Yeah. Do you like the Firm at all, or was that just too that much was of cool. departure? Yeah. That was with um, Paul Rogers, right? Yep. From back of, yeah, I love Paul Rogers. One yeah. of my favorite singers. Yeah, that was great. They had that radioactive song, I think, right? Wasn't it? I don't know. I'd have to hear it again. It almost has that, that in excess sort of feel. Yeah, it's product of the times, I think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scoot ahead. This is a little firm. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Page with uh, yeah. I wondered if they had worked together, maybe more towards the seventies. It probably would have sounded a lot better. But this is like yeah, yeah, eighties product. You know, it's well, well, they were one of the way. first bands, I think, right? Band company that signed yeah, with uh, to Swan Song. Swan Song, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, one of I'm just gonna play one of my favorite Page post Zeppelin songs, which is "Wasting My Time." I don't know if you've heard it. It was one of the songs I always loved. So I'm gonna play you a little snippet and. If you haven't heard it and you like Zeppelin and you like Page, this kind of get a little bit back to the vibe. It's still a little '80s, so you you get a little of that. It's not as, de- you know, it doesn't deviate as much as uh, the Firm did, but it's got that still sort of bluesy groove thing. Hmm. Pause it for a second, but you know, and he actually did some stuff for Coverdale too. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, White Snake fans, you know, some, some <laughs> good stuff to check out with Page there. Let me play just a little bit more.
really good. Yeah, it's cool. I didn't know about that song. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple. And then there was like a, like Plant. I'm going to throw one more on there because I love the solo Plant stuff. This is off Manic Nirvana. He had some great players play with him too when he was on that album. If you notice, the songs that I kind of gravitate to are the chordal, just guitars slamming on, you know. Just, hey, that's what everyone loves. I know. I just, I love it. I love it too. It's nothing technical. It's just the guitar just standing out and just hitting those big mm-hmm. open chords, like Jukebox Hero and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, anyway, that's a, if you ever want to check out Manic Nirvana, that's an awesome album. The rest of the plant stuff is okay, but Manic <laughs> Nirvana. That's my plug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. For those Greta Van Fleet, once again, <laughs> the plant solo, uh, the Page solo album and uh, the Robert Plant Manic Nirvana. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, that's it. We did it. Yeah, man. This was a tough one, but it was fun. And it was great. We picked the actual best 12 songs. So yeah. if you thought that you had one of the 12 songs that weren't on there, I'm sorry, you were wrong. Yep. <laughs> all of this totally arguments for all of it. And actually come out and just post it on our, our, our thing and say, yeah, hey, Rob, you missed this song and that's why. Or <laughs> or if you like the crunch and say, Jake, I can't believe you hate that song. But nobody does. <laughs> you know, you never know. You never know. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks so much for, for being spending time with us. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't tell you how awesome that is. And yeah, it's uh, and we're going to be doing some John Cougar Mellencamp or John yeah. Me- or John Cougar or, or John, John Mellencamp. So uh, either way, a good time. All of it. Yeah, he's surprisingly a band that we both like. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know, it's it, it's so weird that Jake and I have such we're linked up on some of these music that you, would, you wouldn't think that we would love, oh, yeah. but we do. So we'll check that out next time. Thanks so much once again for listening. We'll see you soon.